are you? I'm very excited. Are you? I'm you actually excited. gave me an answer. Yes, I've been preparing myself all fucking week for that question. Thank you. Let me give you a breakdown. I'll give you oh, every. Break it down. I'll give you a play-by-play of my entire week. Actually, I won't. But I'm very excited because today is our tenth episode, and Woo-hoo. that means we haven't failed immediately. No, we've hit double digits. We've hit double digits. Not only have we, we have s- a few people listening. We have us. a few people listening. Uh, over a hundred mm-hmm. at this point, as we talked about very briefly in our last episode. Uh, we are working on a 100 listener celebration giveaway. So please follow us on our socials. Keep an eye on that. It'll if you probably want. be like 200 listeners by the time we actually know <laughs> what exactly we're doing. But uh, we will be giving away a banging piece of jewelry from Kyler Jewelry. Um, it's, you, <laughs> it, it will change your life. That's a good reason to be excited. I can, I'm, I accept that. Yes, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in honor of our 10th episode, I am going back to the basics. I am doing one of the most simple things you could possibly talk about. Uh, it's also crystal related. I like a good crystal. I love a yeah. good crystal. And I've decided for these little one-on-one episodes, I'm going to pick like a like a basic or a beginner level crystal or herb or whatever. And then I'm going to give some more in-depth info about the entire topic. So to like in for example, okay. Today I'm going to be talking about the most popular shapes of crystals that you can buy. Okay. Like the different uh, cuts, if you will, as well as uh, crystal quartz. Just plain, beautiful, clear crystal quartz. To me, it's very clean. It's like a nice cold river. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking. I love it. No, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Sometimes it's... It's good to to learn, you know, about the the beginner stuff. Exactly. And I mean, it's what we're supposed to be doing. Well, and everybody's (laughs) so different, too, because depending on where you start and where you gravitate, you'll skip stuff, you know, or you won't learn something that might be basic, but it's basic in a different, like, topic, you know? And so I think it's kind of good to to touch down on the, you know, the normal stuff. So I'm doing crystal quartz. And uh, what are you doing? Yours, yours is extremely. Ex- I'm very excited. Okay, to hear mine you. is like a very poorly tied together mess. I read this great book, um, and it it's really a funny, enlightening, very exciting book about a very dark topic. It's called American Witches: A Broomstick Tour Through Four Centuries, and uh, I mean, it is just dripping with sarcasm and snark. She wrote this book. Her name was Susan Fair, and uh, it's a it goes into American history of Witch persecution. So it's kind of a dark topic. And, you know, you you travel through 400 years of American history. And she highlights, uh, you know, monumental witch cases throughout history. And really, it's it sucks. I mean, really, I was... But she writes it and not like a derogatory way towards the witches, just in this sarcastic way to the people who accuse. Mm-hmm. And I like, I was just, I love it. It's really great. And it's also very, very educational. Um, because that leads me into uh, like a third of the book is about the Salem witch trials and leading up to it, kind of what caused that to happen. And her talking about that is really great. So I wanted to touch on that. And then kind of just segue in, because the whole time I was reading this book, I just kept returning to the thought of, we don't know how good we've got it. Oh, yeah. You know, like being able to have this podcast or, you know, to do things like that and not 
worry about being dragged out of your bed and lynched. And killed. Mm-mm. So yeah, that's that's my shtick. That's what I'm going to be doing. I definitely want to borrow it because I, I feel like on a very surface level, a lot of people are really interested in the, the Salem because that's the most, uh, like, that's the most famous one. That's the one we all learn kind of a little bit about in yeah, school. Yeah. Everyone knows the Salem witch trials, but it's it's not just Salem. Like, there was witch hysteria all over. Well, and that's what it touches on. I mean, and, and the book starts pretty much with the witches crossing the ocean on ships. Right. Oh, it's just terrible. Yeah. And, um... Because, like, you, you know the basics, but when you get deeper into it about these these little girls that well, accuse these women... Absolutely. And just the politics behind mm-hmm. the accusations or, you know, the the loathing or, you know, it was really just people murdering each other yeah. because they had small beefs, not yeah. even, like, big things. Like, this person owes me a little bit of money. Kill them extra ready to hear your topic today after we decided very kind of spur of the moment last night that we will at some point in the future oh yeah be taking a little road trip up to salem yeah we will because uh, oh yes well i didn't know that it was it, it was like a a thing that we shared that oh we... yeah that's true we we only learned as of like yesterday evening that we both had very strong wishes to road trip to salem oh yes uh, no, and I, it's specific. It's got to be a road trip. It's got to be a road trip. I'm not flying to uh-uh. Salem. I'm driving there. It's like a pilgrimage. Exactly. And and this, I feel like between where we are and there, there's so many cool oh, places yeah. to stop. It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful countryside and really interesting places. I can't wait. We will maybe let you guys know when we're going to do that. Hopefully, uh, if there's anybody out there in the... Area. Oh, yeah, wouldn't it would be so cool to like meet up. And... Oh my gosh, that would be a lot of fun. I'd be all about it. <laughs> Okay, so I borrowed this book from Ashley. She got it from Half Price Books. Nonfiction usually sometimes stops me in my tracks when it mm-hmm. comes to reading, just mm-hmm. because I, I grew up reading fantasy. You know, yeah. it's much more fun. It, it's more fun, and it also has to be written impeccably. It does. I'm very, hold. very picky on my authors. Yeah, this one's good. She's very good, uh, and she she makes this really astoundingly depressing topic. Really entertaining. And she does it in the entertaining way of still being very tasteful. And, like, even as I'm reading it, there's not been one, like, thing said to her. I'm like, oh, that's tacky. It's all just like, how does she do this? Mm. Like, how does she portray this information and still, like, keep humor to it? Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier, she really gives, you know, the townspeople and the people in charge a really hard time. As as she should. As she should. (laughs) And, like, it's so sarcastic. And I'm a very sarcastic person. I, I relate to it so deeply. Like, any time that the witches were being executed for bullshit reasons, like, she's just talking about the townspeople. Just like, and, you know, of course, this mm-hmm. happened. So this is a... And she touches on something that I wasn't aware of that is just weird. She says, like, and it's, and what is a teat? In, like, teats and italics. And it's just like, <laughs> what? So apparently, like... Back, I, it was really funny to me. I was like, what? And I was just thinking, what is a teat? <laughs> and uh, so back in the day, you know, this is uh, 400 years ago, you know, uh, it was thought that witches had uh, usually a teat somewhere on their body. And it would to be to like to suckle all their demons, all their minions. Like, oh. Or their familiar, if they had like a weird little demonic familiar or something like that. Because they all had, a, you know, made a deal with the devil, and they all want you to, like, sign the book and become a, a devil as well. Jesus. Ugh. 
And we, we think that people have the wrong idea about witches today. Yeah, that, and see, that's the thing. And uh, it got me thinking about about that, you know, to where it's like, yeah, you know, you do sometimes still today have to uh, worry who you can talk to. But at least you're probably, at least where we live, not going to be horribly murdered for it. Yeah. You know? And that is something else that we need to be thankful for in this moment is that there are still places in the world where you will be horribly murdered or something like it, you know, but even back then it wasn't just them. I mean, it's their whole families. It's their businesses and their legacies. It's horrible. Well, and so she talks about it and basically you get some strikes against you if you're an old woman. Naturally. Old women, old women had it pretty rough. The witches that were executed on the way over, on the voyages over. Uh, it from, happened on the way over? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, they did it all the time because they were so superstitious. And so they were like, well, shit, if we haven't had good wind in several <laughs> days, or if we, you know, have been in just in constant thunderstorms, or if it was somebody's fucking fault. <laughs> and they would always find a teat, whether it was just a fucking mole um. or, you know, it was just ridiculous. And so these old women, oftentimes just trying to come over to... You know, the new world were hanged on the way there and their bodies were just tossed overboard. God. Yeah. And for nothing. They didn't do anything wrong. Like a couple of uh, Quakers would get hanged. Um, They were accused to be. This was a Puritan thing. Okay. Yeah. And so Quakers were like damn near devil worshippers. Like (laughs) them Baptists. They hated Baptists. Oh. And, uh. So, yeah, there was a a pair of Quaker women that ran into a lot of trouble um, on a ship. And they had a bunch of books and things like that. And it was Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) It was just, it was interesting because I didn't know that. You know, I didn't know that it started that early and Mm -hmm. that it's just always been a problem, you know. And, uh, you know, once the colonies started to settle, that, of course, led to its its own things, you know. And you, uh, you come to eventually to Salem. And Salem is not the first town to, to do this, you know? Yeah, it's not the first, it's not the last, it's it's just the most famous, I guess. Yeah, it, yeah. It, a big spell hit New York after Salem. Didn't that have a name? Uh, Wasn't it like the, the witch fever or some shit like that? I don't like know, that? I would bet uh, probably it did. And, uh, and so in Salem, here's the deal. You have these two assholes who, though, have very cool names. Oh. So the father, his name is Increase Mather. <laughs> I think it's badass. And the second name is Cotton Mather. So father and son, they're both ministers. Are you wait, are you telling me his name was Increase? Yeah, like to give more. Okay. Yeah, it kinda shocked me too. Okay. Can we vow to name our firstborn Increase? Increase, I know. I was like, that's an interesting name. I don't I don't have a feeling I'm gonna want to name my child after him well, after you, you tell to. me. Yeah, no, he was a douche. Okay, so he and his son Cotton kinda were the witch hunting superstars. And uh so they were two priests. Or two not priests, I guess, but two pastors. Well, very controversial, but had kind of made a name for themselves and were were respected. Cotton really was into this shit when it came to finding people. And he was very corrupt in who he chose in a lot of ways. But he really was a a driving factor in Salem being as bad and going on as long as it did. Why do I picture these two men as, like, OG, old school versions of, like, nice guys? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) 
like, thou won't sleep with me, she's a witch. Well, okay, so there's a little something to that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, uh... This tips Quaker hat. Cotton and his father were always, like, treating all of these women, these young women, who were accused of being bewitched and were having these exorcisms, these crazy fits and... They'd say she could fly, or they'd say she could do all of these crazy things. <laughs> all of the townspeople would would say it, you know, and it just it was just a, it was mania. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. Was hive and, mind. Yes, it was. It was a hive mind, and it just took over. And so they would, you know, work on these young girls, and there's uh, they would open them to the public. Yeah, yeah, and Ew. like one girl that he was treating, he called it the haunted chamber, and like the like up to like oh, 60... well, that's pretty dope though. Yeah, well, I mean, like up to like sixty people would come in and watch him work his, you know, exorcism, exorcism. magic. Oh. Well, but here's the thing, it gets really kind of creepy. Would he charge? That's the thing. I don't think he did. Oh, so it was just for fame and glory. I of. I think so, you know, and. uh well, and one, and you can read the transcripts in the book, she's not really answering his questions. She's not answering anything. She's just sick. But when she starts throwing a fit, he just, he and all of the townspeople, which he encourages, start, like, fondling her. Oh. Yeah, and that apparently makes her start, in a gasping manner, calm down. And in front of the whole town, you know, and it's just like, okay, we're getting into a weird area here. Right. And there's a lot of writings that Cotton... And in Greece, would spend time alone with these girls, you know. Right. And so, it, like, they that are, there was a big expose during this time. And these guys were superstars that came out. And it caused them a big scandal. Ooh. Yeah, because by the time it came out, all of this witch trial business was, at least in that area and that time, it was starting to kind of chill out. Usually, people who were accused would accuse other people. And oh, yeah. It was, it was just a vicious cycle. Passing the buck because nobody wants to be hanged. Yeah, for exactly. <laughs> and you'd think that they're like, all right, well, if we all know that we're lying, that means everybody else should be lying. Therefore, if we all just stop, no one's going to die. Like, you'd think, you know, but no, no. That's no. not what happened. Yeah. Because well, nobody wants to be the first person to stop and well, end up being the dead one. It's almost what happened. But oh. Cotton Mather fucked it up. Five people were being hanged. In Salem. They, you know, did the last words for everybody. And the last one was this pastor. And he'd been a preacher before, so he knew how to talk. So he gave this beautiful speech, apparently. This just beautiful, almost a a sermon. Uh, You know, and people were crying and people were really moved by it. And even the executioner is said to have been like, what what do we do? Right. Well, at that fucking moment on a black horse rides up Cotton Mather and, and like, forces him to be hanged because he's just, I mean, he was just a bad fucking dude. Fucking Cotton. But here's the deal. Here's what's so interesting about Cotton Mather. He later on, though, became absolutely pivotal in the smallpox smallpox vaccine. So I know it, it shocked me to read that. Um, he, very intelligent man. And, uh, Due to a lot of loss in his own family of smallpox and things like that, he was on the front lines of the development of the vaccine and was pretty important into the process of getting it developed. He's still a dick. Oh, I know. But it was just like, but you killed so many people. You right. know, like, very bizarre. It was a weird thing to be like, oh, huh. bizarre. I don't know how to feel about you, Cotton. Yeah. It was just like, oh, you've given me mixed vibes. <laughs> and so anyway, all in all, 20 people were killed. In Salem. God. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, one was pressed to death. He's kind of the famous story. They just put stones on his chest uh, until he died. Can you imagine? No. It was it was it was interesting though because in my teachings I I had heard of increased matter before. I didn't know this whole element of all of this, you know, and just these two guys who really spearheaded a lot of this. Mm. It touched on also uh, Native American witch hunts, which was very interesting, very brutal. Yeah. Um, and it ended one of the stories that I thought was very beautiful that the town had accused this young girl. And they had her in the courtroom, and um, I don't remember if they were either about to execute her or sentence. They were; she was guilty, you know. And her brother walked in. He was he was her older brother, and he just like grabbed her, and he told everybody, "Like we are killing each other. We're killing each other." What? And so he just took her and walked out, and yeah. that ended it, you know. And I was like, "Well, that's great." But before that, they were like, "Did she live?" Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, he. They all snapped out of it. Like that, he just like pointed at her. See, and sometimes at her and it all. just takes it just takes a person to speak up to speak up. Yeah, which is something we could probably still use. Yeah. Oh, you know? absolutely. Everybody's just kind of worried about their lives. You know, yeah. and that's what's so crazy in this situation. It's there was nothing you could do. Yeah, there was nothing you could do if somebody accused you. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're dead. And imagine if you had an enemy in this town. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. So you better fucking do it first. Yeah. Before they get to you. Exactly. Wow. Very stressful. Well, that's a terrible position. Very, I mean. very, very stressful. Yeah. So um, there were many towns that did it. I think all in all, at the end of the book, there are uh, on record about 305 or 307 witches in history in North America. But some did get away, and yeah. uh, she touches on those as well. Every now and again, you get a story. Uh, and that's really how the book is laid out, is that it's uh, it goes chronologically through history, but kind of bounces around the different stories of mm. the different towns and what was going on and different witches. Like, right. it'll focus on, you know, different ones, and it's very cool. I think it's also important important to denote that a lot of these people weren't witches. No. Uh, a lot of these people weren't the same ones who were actually witches. No, you they know? were just normal people. And just normal people. And to think if you were actually practicing back then or if you followed like say, you know, a, a more like an if you followed an older belief system is what I'm trying to say. How would you feel? I mean, you would be scared to shit. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you're just trying to live your life and fucking put some cinnamon on the floor and people are getting are losing their lives over it. Yeah. It's crazy. It was. Crazy. I, I know. It was very eye opening because I, I, I in school learned about it and and I've read up on it before. But this book was eye opening in the sense of it humanizes these witches. She writes in the way that I would tell it to you, right? And so it's like I'm having a conversation, and in a way, I'm absorbing it more. You know, I it it's really neat. Like I, I'm really actually relating to these women instead of just seeing it as words on a page. Well, because since middle school, we've gotten the same rhetoric about this story. Yes, you know, yeah. to to the point where we're not even aware that this was happening all over the place and not just yeah. Salem. You know, we we've just gotten the same information yeah. explained to us in the same way that when somebody comes along and puts it in a more easy to digest. Yeah, yeah, I I highly recommend it. I really do. It's a 
great, great book. It's a fun historical read because I love history and I always have, but oh, yeah. it's not always the most fun to read historical nonfiction. No, it's not. You know, I, I think history is one of those things that has to be presented. It needs to be switched up how it is presented to us because yeah. think about, okay, this book that you're talking about, but another one that keeps springing to mind is like Hamilton. You know what I mean? Like the the play, yeah, Hamilton. And, and I know so much about American history because of because, that play. Right. And I think a lot of things need to be presented in, in a way that we humanize these people because yeah. sometimes we, we see them as almost these characters that didn't really exist or we forget that, like you know emotionally and mentally uh-huh. we're zero percent different yeah like we exactly. still feel the same feelings and, and stuff like that but it's so easy to get trapped up in that um textbook style it's really yeah i think you're right light-hearted read mm-hmm. that that deals with the nitty-gritty in a way to where you can learn it as well as move on right you know and, and understand that it we're much better off today yeah yeah, in in a lot of ways, you know. I mean, we've talked about, we talked about it a lot in our Lunasaw episode, um, but in a lot of ways, we have it so much easier, even though it is still difficult. Yeah. Um, another thing I like about this is anytime this topic is presented, I feel like it's bringing a sense of respect and closure to those women that they didn't get those people. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and the city of Salem has done a pretty good job at. Uh, yeah. memorializing these people mm-hmm. memorializing Mem- remember yeah mm- I guess. memorializing yeah. that's right <laughs> i don't care what close enough right and um it's done a pretty good job with that and there's uh there's a few towns that mentioned uh certain witches there was one uh which that was pretty much just the city government just fucked with her for like 40 years and she was like this really sharp-tongued old bitch man <laughs> like i love reading about her it was great um but she has a she has like a plaque in the town you know and oh man she has a little bit it's you know of course too late but well, yeah it's uh, <laughs> the respect that you know she should have had right I, I just feel like if i was her no matter how brash and sharp-tongued and witty i might have been uh, I would pack up and leave. Leave! You know, and I know that's probably not, not the easiest thing. It probably cost you your entire life and your house and everything you owned to hop on a boat back or, or I don't know, man. I would just get the fuck out. Well, but you gotta worry if you go on a boat about being hanged on the way that's back. That's quite true. Especially if you're an old woman. Yeah. They'll find the teat. They'll find that teat. <laughs> oh my god, what if you actually did have like a third, like a like medical a, uh, condition? You're fucked. You're dead. Yeah. You're dead. And you're just like, oh shit. And uh and there's there's the old uh myths. Uh first of all, nobody was burned at the stake in Salem. Really? Yeah, that's uh sometimes depicted and it's it gets a little bit confused. There were no stake burnings in Salem. Mm. All throughout that area though they were doing the dunkings, which are horrible. Yeah. That gives me so much anxiety. Mm-hmm. They'd pretty much hog tie you and throw you in the water, and if you died, you weren't a witch. And if you lived you uh obviously were one mm-hmm. and you're hogtied so of course you would drown so <laughs> it was horrible and uh so that happened really i think what we call in the witchy community a lose lose they put a woman in boiling water uh... and then pulled her out and just kept putting her back in until she incriminated somebody else um which why wouldn't you 
And God damn it, if there's the amount of effort that was being put into killing people just went into researching that everything was stupid that they were thinking, it would have been fine. I guess it's funner for them to kill people. I, I don't know. It really, it's just nasty. It it's nasty, easier. nasty business. And especially in this book, finally focused on the corruption of all of this. Mm. Not just the, oh, it was just mania. Like, it was like, no, no, these people were bastards. Like, they were bastard, bastard people. people. And were just cutthroat and trying to get rid of their enemies or trying to... I mean, who fucking knows? But it was bad. And I was just really floored by that, you know? It, it's not always just uh, hysteria. Sometimes there's premeditation involved, right. and there definitely was. Especially with the fucking Mathers. Fuck those guys. Anyway, cleanse me with your topic. Give me a bath. Was that the segue? Yeah. <laughs> Just my segment's over now. <laughs> Start. Start your engines. Okay, I'm going to cleanse you with my topic. Cleanse me. Yes. With your topic. All right. So we're going to be talking about one of uh, the first discoveries of a lot of witches and crystal lovers out there. Uh, I feel like crystal quartz and amethyst. Amethyst is my jam. Mm, I love some amethyst. It's my, it's, it's probably, probably my favorite. Yeah. It always has been. I remember even being a little girl and loving amethyst stones. Yeah, just they thinking just it's pretty. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And just, I just like to have them mm -hmm. with me. I always have. You know, I do, now that you say it, I have memories of being younger and having little tumbled stones with me. Uh -huh. Not, not, I, yes. not knowing why or whatever. Uh -huh. It's it just, they right. were, they felt right and they were cute. And like, I, it was, you know, it was, I got so excited about them. I remember you had that rock tumbler. I did have that tumbler. It would like polish all the rocks Holy and make them all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I wish I still had one of those. I know. I, where is that now in my life? Whoa. Let's, get, let's hop on Amazon and find one. Get a rock tumbler. Oh, we could just start picking rocks out of the ground. I know. So when I do these kind of beginner crystals, I also want to kind of round that out with just general crystal knowledge. Um, Good. Yeah. So today, my little segment is going to be the different, the most popular shapes of crystals that you can find. I like that. Um, which is something to me that even when I was researching it, and, and to some extent when I was researching the crystal quartz itself, it's almost hard to find basic information because it, it seems like with a lot of this stuff, it goes from, like, you know, when, when it says, like, oh, something has a vibration of this. Mm -hmm. You're like, well, what the fuck is a vibration? You know, you know the, there's, like, a lot of words thrown around that I ha a lot of people have a hard time finding out what that means. Yeah. Or maybe, honestly, they might be too scared to ask what it means. Because yeah, yeah. you, you don't want to look like you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But a lot of the times people will just be like, oh, yeah, this is um, this. I I know I need this shape of crystal, mm. but not really know why. I have a couple of quick bites of information mm. about the crystal quartz. Now, I'm not going to go super hella de like in depth because I want to do that in the future. Mm -hmm. um, but just some little quick, little quick info. Uh, the quartz is the most common and abundant crystal in the world. I like that. Yeah, I buy that. I see it everywhere. It's everywhere. Uh, if you're buying it in a store, it most likely comes from one of three places. Brazil, Madagascar, or, and this is interesting, Arkansas. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Mace, we did have somebody at um, on Twitter. They tweeted at us and they said, hey, did I hear this correct? They said, hi from Arkansas. And they said, did I hear correctly that one of you went to college here? Um, I didn't see that. And then, yeah, they, they tweeted that. First of all, I guess, hi back to... Hello. <laughs> I spent two years in your state. You're telling me that you saw quite a bit of, of course. Well, a big part of it, and this is a... Did you go out mining for it yourself? Well, no. So I went hiking and would see it, but there's a Lake Washita. Really? There's like quartz crystal like cliffs and it's it's very it's very cool. Alright, so not only is it the most commonly found, it it's a big um it's one of the biggest parents, I guess you could say, to a lot of other crystals like amethyst, your citrine, rose quartz, mm-hmm. those are all different variants of quartz all over the place. Mm-hmm. If you're holding your amethyst, that is a quartz. It yeah, was it, it was heated whether artificially or by the earth at a temperature that gives it its signature mm-hmm. color, therefore kind of embark it in imparting its its energies and, and everything into it. But it's it's quartz. Mm-hmm. Quartz was seen as a lot of by a lot of ancient cultures as the ultimate gift from Ooh, Mother Earth. I like that. It was viewed as the supreme gift because it comes in so many different forms, you know, and um, it, it has such a signature kind of a way that it, that it grows. It does. It's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. No, it's got the big Just the, spike tall the tires and the, yeah. the, the big, uh, you know, and we'll get into all of those shapes. Um, the element that quartz represents is all of them. It's a badass. Uh, the chakras that it will align to and help to clear all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and the zodiac sign that it represents all of them. It's kind of, yeah, it's got its hands in everything. <laughs> so it that's why it's it's such a just a big, broad, basic stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean that in the, in the best way possible. I'm not saying basic. It's like, oh, that's basic. It's just, it's your powerhouse. It's your, um, it, it's a neutral, it carries a very neutral energy because a lot of stones will just be assigned. Like this is a, all, it harnesses a very positive energy or it'll harness a, an energy towards something like very mm-hmm. in particular, like abundance or health or whatever. Quartz is just like blank slate. And you program it, as they say, yourself to to carry the intention that you want and to amplify all of your other like energies. But it's it's just it can take everything in around it. Uh, so I did say that the element that it represents was all of them. Mm-hmm. I saw something very interesting. Um, a few sources said that its element was storm. Interesting. I, I might be interpreting this wrong. Like it could just actually mean storm like a, a storm but to me storm is the perfect way to describe all of the elements together yeah right so i i don't know if that's necessarily what it means uh and then it's also april's birthstone it's also the birthstone for the month of april i like that yeah. so even though it's uh all the zodiac signs can use it it's uh just a little special gift for the month of april for the Aprilese people mm. It's also one of the oldest used stones for um, metaphysical properties. Yeah. Right? It was one of the very first stones. It's been used since these ancient times, mostly for healing. All right. The Australian Aborigines and uh, a lot of Native American tribes, they would wear this as a, they'd wear a piece of quartz on, on their bodies as a talisman for not only healing work, but visionary work. So it, it has its grounds in a wide a wide use very early on. Like Mm. um, a lot of the times these stones were found, their vibrational patterns and their energies were found very early, you know, and they were kind of, 
put into this box of like this stone is for such and such yeah. and this is for such and such but for as long as long back as quartz has been used it's been a, a wild card i guess is what you could say most of the uh, the primitive cultures viewed quartz as the <laughs> this is this is so cool i don't even know how to phrase it they would view quartz as the reason the sun began shining. Oh, wow. Like it harnessed the power. Yeah, like... You know, you know, and you can kind of see that, I guess, in a quartz. It's not quite like a citrine or yellow or whatever. But um, it's just when the light hits it, oh, and yeah. a lot of them will have that, like, little fractals that like, mm-hmm. cause the rainbow. Um, they believed that this was what made our sun, sh- sun start shining. So you can see how important it was in a lot of cultures. Yeah, very much so. They also thought that it was the, you know, the ultimate gift from Mother Earth, and that even the tiniest shards of it contained the gifts of a master healer. Wow. So, you know, if you got your hands on even the t- like the littlest shard of, of quartz, you had the power to use it to heal very very deeply and that's why your your shamans and your your healers would have like big crusty chunks of it like as necklaces or um you know like staffs put at the tip mm-hmm. um which would still be badass it's like what gandalf's got going that's on. yeah you kind of blows on it and it lights mm-hmm. up that's not what quartz does but it would be cool I, wish. I read something that really spoke to me about how the ancients viewed quartz um one of the things that they would say is they knew these stones, they knew these crystals to be alive. Yeah. 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 Um, they knew them to be alive much in the same way that a person or a tree is alive. Mm-hmm. And it was even said that a, every, you know, approximately 100 years, the stone would breathe. Oh. And it only needed to breathe once every 100 years or so because they're so ancient and they live for so long you know if it's all relative they don't that's all they need to breathe i like that i like that a lot you know that when i read that i was like oh shit that's like it it made me feel so much closer to the topic it's just wow i i'm really (laughs) floored by that i i love it so much because in my own way i have kind of believed this or i've kind of lived in this way like thinking about them having conversations you know Uh or having their own personalities (laughs) I, for some reason, just the breathing once every hundred years and um, how how they saw them as just absolutely uh, incarnations of of the divine. Mm-hmm. And onto the healing properties, okay. our metaphysical properties. Uh, so, th- th- again, it's such a wide, wild card. Um, it's going to amplify the energies of the stones around it. Um, oh, for example, I just set up my vanity <laughs> um, with a bunch of, a couple of chunks of rose quartz for like Mm self-love and i feel like that's very appropriate for when you're putting on your makeup and Mm -hmm. stuff um and i took this very beautiful quartz crystal and i put it next to it to kind of suck that energy in and amplify Mm -hmm. it right uh because it's neither positive nor negative you want to make sure that you're putting it in a place of positivity yeah you know uh if you just wear your your quartz it's going to snatch up whatever's around it and it's going to make it, you know? So make sure that you're really taking your time to meditate with it and to program it to its a, a helpful state. Yeah. Because uh, we can kind of fall into a trap of just thinking, oh, it's a crystal. It's here to help me. Yeah. You know, it's definitely not here to hurt you. It's just going to take what you put into it and it's putting it back on you a hundred times over, right? Yeah. Depending on the clarity of the stone, um, it's going to grant clarity of thought, Interesting. So it said it's good to to meditate 
uh, with a very clear crystal yeah. quartz. Uh, and then I even saw some sources say that a cloudy one is going to help to kind of quiet, quiet a very busy mind. I like to use crystal quartz to purify, because it, it can purify your intention. Mm. And if everything's intention, that's something I get really caught up on thinking like, oh shit, what if my intention was accidentally negative? <laughs> I get really freaked out about it. <laughs> because I will often state my intention out loud, or at least in my head. Yeah. But I'm like, oh no, did I word it right? Is the universe going to understand what I mean? Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, no, I know. Um, So... Like burning a white candle or um, rosemary or crystal quartz helps to purify, you know, it's it's kind of like it, it takes your intention and it's like, okay, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand mm-hmm. what you truly mean it to be. Um, and, and I like that because I just feel like it's really going to hear, <laughs> the universe is going to hear what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also my last thing here is it establishes a clear and strong connection to a higher guidance. So everything about the crystal quartz is just about amplification, taking mm-hmm. what you're putting into it, making it stronger. It's pretty much a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's it's your Bluetooth speaker and everything you put around it is your aux cord. Bluetooth no. and auxiliary is not the same no. thing. Bad example. Yo, bro. God damn it, I just turned 30. <laughs> Um, all right. You know, this new Bluetooth technology is really blowing your mind. A really good and basic affirmation that you can kind of just hold and and meditate on your crystal quartz. It says, I have the power to reprogram my thoughts. Hmm. And that's your affirmation for it. Just sit with your quartz and say, Mm -hmm. I have the power to reprogram my thoughts. And, and it doesn't have to be more or less than that. Because I get caught up a lot of the times on words. You made it, am I saying it right? Am I doing this I don't right? know. You yeah. just, I have the power to reprogram my thoughts. I like that. We've reached the point in the podcast where Macy has sunk into the floor. <laughs> yeah. So I know I've got to wrap it up. No, you're good. I just, my damn old woman back. All right. So let's talk about shapes, baby. There are so many shapes out there. I'm not touching on every single one. I am going over the most popular shapes that you can find. And far and away, the most popular one we can find is a tumbled small stone. Go into any metaphysical store and Mm -hmm. you're going to find, you know, those size of a, of a gummy bear or Mm -hmm. a little bit larger. Uh, A lot of the times there'll be the crystals that come in like little uh, satchels. Those are tumbled stones. Really easily accessible. You can find them everywhere. They're super common. A lot of the times it's our first introduction to a stone is a small tumbled uh, stone. They have been rolled around until all of their jagged edges have been worn down. So they're very smooth to the touch. Uh, They carry a very gentle energy and and the reason for that is is it's been smoothed over. Yeah. You know when you have a raw stone it's got all kinds of peaks and jaggeds you know and anytime something comes to a point that's kind of how it's that's the direction it's shooting i guess it's energy out of yeah, that's, that makes sense you know so when it's smoothed over it's a very gentle uh is coming from all directions it makes it a very good stone to carry with you every single day mm-hmm. and i saw somebody put it i love this term somebody online one of the sources i was reading from said it was your daily prescription 
Oh. Um, because these are the stones that are really good to, you know, you wake up, you have your, your morning meditation or your coffee or whatever your routine is. And you think, how am I feeling today? What do I have going on today? What do I need for this? And you can kind of pluck out your, your stones and carry them with mm. you. Uh, it's incredibly common. I learned, and I'm so glad for women to carry their stones in their bra, but I have bras with like lace pockets for some reason oh nice and i just feel thankful that some witch out there was like i'm gonna put fucking pockets in a bra <laughs> um yeah stuff them in your pockets they're good for everyday stone because as much as we would like to we're not gonna like be hauling around giant crystals with us everywhere mm-hmm. uh the next one is the raw stone the raw is has not been tumbled and it's not been smoothed down so uh they may have natural like places where they've broken off uh and they may be smooth the raw stones have a very chaotic energy because of all those like little yeah. craggles and areas that it's, it's coming off of um my my the raw is far and away my favorite however there is one that we're going to talk about here in a, in a moment that i didn't think i gave a shit about <laughs> which sounds terrible, but I think it might be my favorite one and I'm going to have to go buy a bunch of them because just it just sounds, oh, it's what I need right now. Uh, but your your raw stone is your natural stone. It's got a strong energy, a very sporadic energy. A lot of times physically, they're very, um, they can be very fragile. So you want to be careful with them uh, because they can have those little fault lines in them that you drop it and it shatters. So just, just be careful with your raw stones. Um, and they're a lot of the times the stones that you'll use as decoration because they look fucking cool. They do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one up is a sphere and that's, think of a crystal ball. That's your traditional yeah, crystal ball. Yeah, really cool. Um, I really love like an obsidian sphere. Oh something my Something really dark. I love obsidian. Oh my gosh. I can't explain how much... <laughs> I want it. And and especially in the, the darker ones, you can do it with a quartz crystal or a lighter one as well. But especially those dark ones, they're good for scrying, which is a form of divination we'll cover at some point in the future. Here, Here's something that's really cool about a sphere. It's said that light, time, and energy pass through a sphere because it's even all it's all mm-hmm. even on all edges and, and everything like that passes through a sphere with no rules and no hindrance mm. so it's a it's a divination tool much like your cards or your runes or whatever that you can look at it's kind of, think of fire gazing you're yeah. gonna kind of yeah. scrying is anytime you can kind of look into these surfaces and you know, maybe be shown something. Um, I don't have a lot of experience scrying, but this, I mean, that sounds so cool. And I would it like does. to do that. It really, really does. Um, when I read that about the, the light and the time and everything passing through the sphere, it makes it such a mystical it really does thing and, and i'm thinking of the seeing stones from lord of the rings yes you know, you know? <laughs> who, who else may be watching? watching yeah so i i love a sphere the spheres look cool the thing with spheres is they take a lot of time to really perfect their oh, shape so. Mm-hmm. so they're usually pretty expensive that doesn't take away from the fact that I want one and I want one in obsidian. Uh, the next one up is the one I was talking about that I think is the new love of my life. Square. Square stones. I, very rarely have I even seen like a square stone. But square stones, they're going to be kind of projecting an even energy out of all directions. The reason I like them is think think about a square and think about a square stone sitting there. It's sturdy. Oh, yeah. It is all about stability. This makes it one of the most powerful grounding crystals that you can have. 
I bet so. It, it is such a, just a humbling stone that you can have with you and it's going to pull your ass back down to earth. It, it's going to take you out of the clouds and just put you back in where, where I need to be. You know, if you have any kind of issues that get you worked up <laughs> uh, and you need to be brought back down, a good sturdy, meaty square stone, put one in each corner and it's going to seal and protect the energy of the room because oh. that energy is kind of coming out from all of those faces, you know, and it's going to just make this like cube around you. I like it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm very excited. And I think I would like like some citrine squares mm. put in each corner of the room, bring in like that just sunny happiness Oh, and Macy, uh, the square stones, I wrote so much about the square stones, if you can't tell. Square stones uh, directly correlate with the root chakra because it is all about grounding, grounding and it's about yeah. being being um, stable and sturdy. The next one is pyramid, which we've probably all seen because they're yes. so intriguing. Made to be in a pyramid shape, which was seen by a lot of ancient cultures, especially, you know, like the Egyptian cultures. Uh -huh. uh, they were seen, it was seen as a very sacred and uh, very focused shape. Uh, it's all about manis manifestation because it's taking all of this very broad, general square energy and it's bringing it up to one point. So it's uh -huh. all about kind of collecting everything around it and making it really super focused. Your cluster stone, usually they're kind of raw. They look very raw. Uh, it's where several points grow from one matrix. Radiates the energy through the room. Very direct energies mm -hmm. shooting out in like little laser beams is how I picture mm -hmm. it. So it's very strong, very much through the room. Uh, and it charges your other crystals. It doesn't really matter what, but whatever is around it, it's gra it's just shooting that laser beam <laughs> of charge into it. Uh, which is why a lot of people like to take these and then put their other crystals around it because it's just, it, they're being blasted with energy. Mm -hmm. uh, geodes, which are fascinating to me. Oh yeah, they're fun. There's so many thoughts on geodes. I even saw a couple people say that like geodes didn't count like they weren't crystals for some reason or another I, I, yeah i don't think i agree with that someone if you hold that belief please like write us and tell me why you think that because i don't completely understand it this one's a lot deeper than i ever thought it would be um because to me a geode is like kind of that little cheesy station that you can stop buy a geode and like crack it open for ten dollars yeah um I say cheesy, but I've always really wanted to do it. Oh, absolutely. It's the best. <laughs> um, but you, but what I mean is, is it was almost just kind of kitschy. Like, just yeah, the thing yeah, you would yeah. do for fun. It has, I thought it was very, just like an amethyst, you know? Yeah. You open it up and it's got your, like, amethyst in it. And, hey, that's where it came from. But the way that it's shaped, that kind of circle kind of closing in on itself, it's said to have a very strong energy on the inside, it only lets a very gentle and like purified uh, energy come out of it. So mm -hmm. think of it, it's, it's like a hot fire of energy, mm -hmm. but then you're only, you're only receiving the, the warm flames. A crystal for protection, I want it to have the energy of a barking dog. This is not what this is. This is a gentle energy, but it's very powerful. And what I found kind of moving about it is it's a really good one for addiction it's going to help kind of soothe that over because when you're dealing with addiction and, and also uh, abusive internal uh, monologues, when you're dealing with these things, you don't want an energy that's up in your face. It's like, Hey, you fucking stop it. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want, you don't want that because nobody's going to respond well to that. This is a very soothing uh, when well, The way I thought of it was kind of it's, it's, it's energy is like rubbing your back and it's like, Shh, Ooh, yeah. Shh. 
almost like a motherly energy that's just like it's okay it's nice it's okay um so it's not something that you're gonna want for a whole lot of like raw power um but it can be endlessly powerful in the way that it works all right so the next ones up are the point and the pencil they're very similar to each other uh the point has has like a raw end to it whereas the the pencil has think of like an eraser on a pencil it's been smoothed down and mm-hmm. it, it can be like set on a table they're very similar in in their purpose think of them almost like a wand you know what i mean yeah. that that point it's going to be taking taking things in through that like kind of smoothed end and it's going to be directing it out i i've seen these be these are really popular for healing like i've seen a lot of people kind of take that smoothed or that raw end and put it on where they're like concentrating on healing maybe it's a chakra area or whatever and then it's said to like take it and then like kind of almost like a syringe you know like it's Mm -hmm. drawing it out of you and then it's you know you can either put the uh the pointed side on you and it's gonna be like a shot like you're you're putting something into your own energy right so the way that it's pointing is the way that it's directing that energy i I didn't know that yeah yeah and the last one i have is one that i've had since i was a kid oh i'm excited <laughs> um, and that is the palm stone um very commonly referred to as a worry stone oh i had a yep up. I had so many. <laughs> this is the original fidget spinner basically oh, yeah. <laughs> um it's very smooth they're palm sized or smaller and a lot of the times they'll have a little thumb shaped or a thumb sized divot and it's just something to kind of to rub on i like to think of them almost like prayer beads in a a sense because it's it's something to kind of focus on while you're meditating or freaking out or you just kind of need that thing to sit there and do and occupy occupy Mm -hmm. your mind and occupy your 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 hands you did some good research geez thanks (laughs) um (laughs) i you know i wanted to give it its due well we're back to our usual selves again yeah, I had zero notes whatsoever, uh, <laughs> and I had an exorbitant yeah. amount of notes, and, which is good. It's our tenth episode. We're coming around. We're back to our roots. Speaking of back to our roots, Mace Wad. Yeah, we've talked a lot about the Witchy Bazaar and how that kind of kicked off. Yeah, everything yeah. for us. We're gonna have a booth there. We as we put in an, well, we put in an application for it. We put in an application, but, so we could be eating crow in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, but true. we think we might. We, yeah, you know, and so we'll be there. There'll be some really cool things. There's gonna be some art, all kinds of goodies and crafts and things, and as well as our mics and us. Yes, and us. So uh, we're very excited to to hopefully meet you guys. Anybody who's in the area, anybody who wants to come see us. Mm-hmm um we'd really love that that'd be a lot of fun and we will probably be interviewing people and if this is your first experience Mm -hmm. or if you've been in the game for a while and any advice you might have anything like that i think will be a lot of fun oh yeah be a part of that beautiful beautiful day Mm -hmm. that it always is Uh, and it will be i believe what september 29th uh we're excited to start doing things like this but uh, that brings us to uh something that we we think is important to uh to tie in here um so we've officially set up a patreon page um and if any of you listen to podcasts this is nothing that you are a stranger to uh, i feel like most people in a lot of mediums have have heard of, of patreon of which... patreon you know it's we this podcast is actually doing better than we thought it was going to be that's that's exactly what what my thoughts are we have picked up an amount of listeners our, our coven our family exactly and because we now have a coven yes we want to do things for you guys mm-hmm. i mean we want to do these meetups we want to Get better mics so we don't sound like we're talking in trash cans. Honking animals. Honking 
animals, get headphones, get a proper studio set up. I mean, things for you guys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, put more time into researching these exactly, topics. Exactly. Be and, able to, to make the show what it, what it needs to be. Yeah. And, uh, and, and frankly, what you deserve, honestly. Yeah. Because, ex- yeah. We're, I've had people tell us the amount that we're helping them. That's so much more than I thought we were going to be able to do. I know. (laughs) I know. I'm very, very pleasantly surprised about that. And, you know, my my goal is to eventually be able to get get out and see you guys and, you know. Make the the trip up to to Salem and have it be. Do things to where we can. Conventions. Yeah. Put this podcast on the road a little bit and expand it and make it better and that's really what patreon is all about mm-hmm. uh, it, it will help tremendously I, charlie and i are invested in this but we're also invested in our own lives mm-hmm. uh so sometimes you just need a little bit of help to grow a project and uh we're hoping that as the family grows and things like that we can take measures to where we can eventually see you guys right. and uh and do the best things for y'all so uh charlie where is it what's it called all right, so our official startup Patreon. Uh, by the, hopefully, by the time you're hearing this, I have it set up a little bit better. It is up and running, but we need to do bios and stuff like yeah. that. Um, so excuse it if it's a little rough around the edges. But we are at patreon.com uh, slash WBAH podcast. Um, and we'll have a link to that from now on in our uh, show show notes. Yeah, so we're on there. Y'all don't have to. Y'all don't have to do anything. Yeah, that's this is absolutely a no pressure situation. You know what I mean? Um, the reason I love Patreon is because it does help support people who I truly feel like supporting. Yeah, yeah. You know, I it, have it's, a few people that I support on Patreon, and I feel really good about it. it. And it seems like everybody I support is kind of just starting out, or or yeah, you know it what I mean. Get the ball rolling. I, it really does. Does. It truly does. And it makes me really happy when um, somebody that I support on Patreon grows and then they're like, we reached the level. I can buy a new graphics card and make yeah, better videos. It's you know? very, very exciting. So it's just an exciting thing. Um, and of course, we're going to try to make up some tiers for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the different tier levels. And um, just make it, a, make it an overall rewarding experience. That being said, that does bring us to our... Um, our shout-out segment. I like a good shout-out. I love a good shout-out. Today, we have a Facebook... Somebody recommended us on Facebook. That's exciting. That's which the is, first. That's crazy. It's um the recommendation system on Facebook. It's not just like commenting. It's not just like liking. It's saying like, hey, I like this and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm vouching for you guys. Mm-hmm. Today, that is from Cindy Hornsby and she says, I'm only on the second episode and I'm already a fan of these two hilarious women. We're so funny. We're so funny. They are genuine and transparent. The kind of woman you feel like you could have a great time with over a glass of wine. It's because you could. It's because you could. Uh, and then she says, give them a listen. And that's exactly what I said back to her. I was like, Anytime. Like, we're always up for that glass of yeah, water. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> um, but really, I, that's all that I have. Okay. I uh, I think I am cashed out right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. All right. So, once again, this has been The Witch. Bitch. Amateur. Ah! Good God. <laughs>
I come home and you're just going to be laying out on the ground, like, with roots all over you. <laughs> You'll just be naked. Like, smoke coming up from God. It'll knows. feel great. <laughs> and you'll just be like, it's the natural way. 